This is podcast episode number 213. More ways to burn fat and overcome a plateau, workout tips to maximize results, and four keys to creating successful habits. And now here's episode 213, Burn Fat, Maximize Results, and Create Successful Habits. Well, I hope you are ready to get some more ideas for overcoming plateaus, burning fat, and getting some results. We'll start out with nutrition and continue on our different ways to burn stubborn body fat. Now this first one you've probably heard me talk about before. Don't be cardio crazy. Too much cardio is not necessarily a good thing, especially if it dips into your weight training. Too much cardio also is going to actually slow down your metabolism because you're drastically increasing your caloric expenditure. That's why a lot of times you see people doing cardio every single day for like an hour or whatever, and they get to a point, but then they stop. They don't lose any more weight, or maybe they don't lose any weight at all. And that's because it's just as bad as having a very low caloric intake. They're expending way too much. Now, cardio is great for the heart, but it's not going to do much for your muscle. It's not going to increase your muscle. It might help maintain a little bit in some parts of your body, but it's definitely not going to have any impact on your metabolism the way your weight training does. Now, excess cardio also slows your metabolism because it promotes a loss of that muscle. That muscle is metabolically active, and you want to do everything you can to keep it. And it can even lower your testosterone levels. So what's The key here, it's not to do cardio all the time. It's to do good cardio, maybe four, five, six times a week. And even less if you are doing some really heavy weight training because you won't actually need to do as much. And maybe from 30 to 45 minutes at a really good pace. You can even shorten it and do intervals. But too much cardio is not gonna do it for you. I know everybody thinks that, but you know what? It's your weight training. Hit your weight training, hit your weight training hard, intensely, and then you really, you won't have to do any cardio because you will actually be increasing that lean muscle tissue, which looks more toned and tight, and it's increasing your metabolism at the same time. Now, that's one of the things that made some major changes in a lot of my clients and myself is eliminating the cardio altogether. As weird as that may sound, When we did that, it made some major changes because you know what? The body was finally able to recover from the workouts, add a little bit of lean muscle, and boom, the metabolism goes up, and all of a sudden, you are eating the same without doing cardio and looking the same, if not even better, than when you were doing some cardio. So adding it in slowly is the key and focusing on your weight training. Now, also in regards to cardio... You want to maybe separate your cardio from your weight training. Now, I know not everybody has the time schedule that will do this, but if you hit a plateau 
then you might want to do that. Now, if you do your cardio first and then do your weight training, you know I'm going to yell at you because that is not the most productive way to do it. And part of the reason is because you're tired. You do your cardio, you're tired, you kind of do a half-ass workout with the weight training, you do not give it your all, you just don't have the strength to do it, and you kind of fizzle out, and there you go. Your most important thing for changing your body is your weight training. Do that first. Yeah, if you want to get five or ten minutes on the cardio for warm-up, that's fine. But you know what? It shouldn't be 20, 30 minutes and then weight training as an afterthought. Okay? Get your weight training done first. That is going to boost your metabolism permanently. That's your key to permanent weight loss. And if you're not there yet, if you're not at a point where you can eat what you want and not gain weight, then you're probably not spending the right amount of time or doing the right exercises with your weight training. Or maybe you're still doing too much cardio on top of that. Now, sometimes if you do cardio after training, a small amount is good, 20, 30 minutes at the most. And that's assuming your weight training was no more than an hour. It really shouldn't be any more than that. And if you do it after training, sure, you could risk overtraining and maybe have a little bit of a negative uh, hormonal environment that could stifle your metabolic rate. But, you know, that's not always going to be for every person. But if you feel like that might be you, then, and you're at a plateau, then yeah, mix it up. Try to get a little bit of cardio in the morning and then get some in the afternoon or later in the day. And that way, you'll be splitting it up, boosting your metabolism throughout, and of course, getting the best of your weights and getting the best of your cardio. Now, of course, I know that's not for everybody. And it's just one of those things that, hey, sometimes you can mix it up like that. Sometimes you have a holiday or whatever, and you can take the time to split it up. And that's great. But the biggest difference you're going to see is from doing your weight training first. So if nothing else changes, at least do that. Now, another nutrition tip here, even though that was kind of not, not so much nutrition, but um, another one is the serotonin. Serotonin is a brain chemical that helps to control your hunger. And if you're dieting, you are going to be losing some of that. And one of the ways to prevent that is one of the reasons we eat smaller meals. Eating the smaller, more frequent meals is going to help prevent a drop in those serotonin levels which of course then is going to help you with your weight loss. Now, the next nutrition tip is probably one that you might already be using, and this is garlic. Garlic is actually something that can help you lose weight. You see, it stimulates adrenaline and something called uncoupling proteins. Now, adrenaline, adrenaline triggers your fat breakdown and your uncoupling proteins actually increase calorie burning and are conveniently located in metabolically active brown fat. So adding garlic to any of your meals is a great idea. You know, your friends might not like it with your breath and everything, but so what? As long as it's helping you, that's all that matters. Now, garlic also controls your cortisol levels, which helps to support muscle retention while you're dieting. Because remember, you want to hang on to as much muscle as possible. Muscle is not big and bulky. It is lean and tight. So if you are on a program for weight loss, adding in some garlic is going to help keep that muscle and therefore keep your metabolism up. 
for your best results with garlic, you'll want to take some fresh garlic and throw it on top of your salads or add it into any other meal that you have. But if you really can't handle just raw garlic, then use some of the fresh bulbs in your cooking. Or you can even give garlic supplements a try. I bet you've seen them and always wondered what they do. Well, now you know. So either way, adding some garlic is gonna make things taste better and also help you burn fat. Now let's talk motivation. What is the key to becoming successful or creating successful habits? You know, sometimes the only difference between being successful and being unsuccessful is having successful habits. And some examples of successful habits would be getting up earlier, doing things right away, um, being prepared, or even practicing effective time management. But nothing ever comes easily, so sometimes these habits have to be cultured, they have to be developed, and you have to work on them just like anything else. Now, if you want to start to build some successful habits, how do you do that? Well, I'm gonna give you four tips to help you start creating some successful habits. Now, the first thing you want to do is you want to identify and you want to find the areas in your life that need changing or maybe improving. And write down these new habits or areas that you want to fix or improve that need to be formed. So what do you need to do? What habit do you need to develop to get to be whatever it is you want to be? So don't become overwhelmed trying to figure out how you're going to get all of these habits. You're just kind of brainstorming. So just kind of write all, all of them down and then you're gonna pick one or two of them. Now, that's actually your second key. Most people sabotage themselves by trying to do too much. They try to change everything at once and that's just not gonna be good for you. You need to focus on a few and that way you can master them before you move on. It's kind of why I've been giving you a little bit of the tips each podcast so that you can take some of them, apply them, master them before you get more so you're not overwhelmed and getting to that point of confusion and giving up. So picking one major habit change and one minor one that you want to form and working on them for the next 30 to even 90 days will be the success habits that you can create. Now there's a phrase in, I guess, success circles or whatever you want to call it, that um, the best way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time. I really kind of hate the way that's worded, but basically the best way to tackle something big is one step at a time. And that is another key for successful habits. You start slowly and you start small. So once you have two success habits under your belt, you can create a daily or a weekly routine that's easy to follow. So for example, let's say you wanna wake up an hour earlier so you can get more successful things done. Well, instead of setting your alarm an hour earlier, right at the beginning, only set it a few minutes earlier every morning until you reach that goal of the one hour. This way, it would take you several days or a certain amount of days to get to that one hour, you're not just jumping right into it. And that way you'll be much more successful because you'll be kind of easing into it. So it's easier to create a habit over time than it is to just try to jump in and do it all at once. Now, once you've created these new habits and moved on to the next two new habits, 
then you repeat. You just basically keep repeating the whole process. Identify and find, pick two, one major, one minor, start small as far as taking your steps towards that habit and continue. So you repeat the process until you have only successful habits and nothing else. So just imagine where you'll be in a year if you follow those four keys to creating successful habits. And if it only takes you, let's see, 60 days to create two habits, then you'll have created 12 success habits in one year. So just imagine how much you can accomplish with that. So remember, identify and find. You can brainstorm. You don't have to pick everything at once. Don't try to pick everything at once. Pick two, start small, and then just repeat. And you'll be on your way to success in whatever is important to you. Now I saved the best for last, and this is the end actually of our different tips for training, how to maximize your training. So the first tip is going to be about abdominals. Maximize your crunches. And this is very simple. All you have to do is keep them tight as you're working them. So basically, when you do your crunch, your abdominals are tight, but as you lower your body, they should still be tight. And that's something that a lot of people don't know or don't do. And it certainly takes some time to get used to controlling the abdominals, both in the positive and negative, but it's the best way to get your abs in shape even faster. Now, imagine that you're doing that with a stability ball, because we know the stability ball is one of the best abdominal exercises. You have that deep stretch over the ball, you tighten your abdominals, and you bring it up. But as you're going back over the ball and getting that stretch, you still have control over your abdominals. So something very basic, but very crucial to getting the most from crunches. There is no relaxation until you're done with the exercise. So muscle is tight as you're coming up and tight as you're going down, just like you would with a bicep curl. Tighten one way, tighten the other way. Now, another way to kind of mix things up is to intensify your push-up by doing a squat thrust. Now, to be honest with you, I am not a big fan of these because personally my head, my sinus is so bad that if I was to get down and up that quickly, I get all dizzy. You know, so combination of low blood pressure, low everything, and just, I just can't do that kind of up and down kind of stuff. But a lot of people can, and they certainly do have a benefit. Now, the squat thrust push-ups work everything, upper body, lower body, cardio, agility, strength, endurance, everything. So basically, if you only had a couple of minutes and you were good at doing them, that would be a great way to boost your metabolism and keep your strength going at the same time. So all you want to do with those is get in your standing position, bend down and put your hands out, out on the floor, a little bit outside your shoulders or shoulder width apart, depending on how long your arms are, and jump your feet back into a plank position. Then you're going to jump your feet apart or make them wide and do a push-up. Once you've done the push-up, jump your feet back together into that plank position and then jump your feet back into your hands and stand up. So even just a total of eight repetitions is going to work your whole body and get you going pretty good. So do what you can. Maybe you work out and use those tips on creating the successful habits by trying to do one and then the next week trying to do two and easing into it slowly like that so that your body can get accustomed to it. Because remember, you want to use the proper form. You want to hold the abdominals tight. You want to use your legs to power back and forth. You want to make sure that you go all the way down on your push-up, which means your chest touches the floor. None of those little half things. And you want to make sure they're good and powerful.
Now for this tip, we are back to abdominals. One of the exercises I do in the Got More Bands DVD is called a kayak. And we use the bands for it, and you actually don't have to use anything at all. But this is a great fun way to get your abdominals worked, especially some of those obliques that are kind of hard to hit. And it's basically because you're leaning back a little bit, the abdominals have to stay tight, and you're going to go side to side as if you were kayaking with just one paddle. So that way you're going to one side, the next, and basically going back and forth. Now, you're not training your abdominals as specifically as you are some of those underlying core muscles, but you can certainly take it to the side, come back to the center, do a crunch, and then take it to the other side. And that would definitely get everything involved. Now, I like to use the bands just because when you pull them apart a little bit, you get a little more tension through the abdominals. So it's another way to do it. Um, I think I might have that posted on the exercise library or one of the uh, YouTube channels. I'm not sure. If not, I'm going to get that up there for you. But that's another way to do that. And it's kind of a fun thing to do. Um, but again, you want to be slow at this. You don't want to rush it. I know I've seen people doing side obliques that are just kind of rush, rush, rush. And no, you go very slowly and very conscious of the fact that you're using your abdominals not only to support your back, keeping it nice and straight, but also to turn your body. So again, focusing on keeping the abdominals tight in every direction when you're doing that exercise. Now, another thing to do if you're at a plateau or if you just want to change your routine is to do some sprints. You know, sprinting builds much more muscle than um, going long and slow, like a marathon runner. So doing the sprints are not only going to be intense, but they're going to boost your metabolism, burn a lot of calories, and help maintain the muscle that you want. Because, of course, that's your metabolism. You want to keep that muscle. So adding a few 10 or 60-second sprints to your run or to your biking or whatever cardio you're doing is going to give you that boost. Now, you want to slow down just long enough to catch your breath in between. So basically, you don't fully recover before you do another one. So pick whatever range you want, whether it's a 10-second sprint with a 60-second recovery phase or whatever. You can change that all around to whatever you want. Now, if you don't want to think about it, actually at the fitnessmakeover.com pro shop, I have that already made for you. Basically, I have your MP3s, you stick them in your iPod, iPhone, whatever, and I'm gonna tell you when to go, when to sprint, when to breathe, everything, with music and all that too. So if you wanna have me in your headphones, then that's another way. And it's for cardio sessions, whether, um, I think there's one for the ellipticals and the treadmill and the bicycles, and all of them are interval type training. So if you don't want to have to think about it, you just want to hear a bell whistle or a beep, I can't remember which one it was, and somebody to say, go now, and to give you that push and that um, support that you need when you're doing that type of workout, then head on over to fitnessmakeover.com and check those out. Now, another exercise that is a great way to combine both cardio and strength training and boosting metabolism all into one is actually for the glutes. Now you want to target the glutes with squats because we know squats are going to hit them very, very well. But you can also do jump squats. Now this is kind of a halfway between a squat and the plyometric squats. So when you're doing it, you are squatting nice and deeply and then you're jumping as high as you can as if you're going to touch the ceiling and back down. So doing several of them, nice and deep into the squat mode, propelling yourself 
off the heels through the toes up high and then landing back on the heels and returning to that squat position is going to give you a lot of power in the glutes and it's a great way to either put something in between supersets if you want to have a cardiovascular aspect to your workout maybe you're training back and chest and you want some something in the middle um, and it's something that again it's very intense so you don't want to do it every day but you could definitely add it somewhere in there every couple of days and it's also something that doesn't require a gym so you can do it at home you can do it at the beach you can do it in the middle of your walk um, any way you want to do it to just kind of boost things up and not only get some calories burned get your metabolism going and also get your butt looking good too as always thanks for listening i hope you enjoyed this episode and i look forward to giving you all the insights to help you reach all of your goals and to help you get your best body ever if you'd like additional information on these topics and more articles on health, nutrition, and motivation, visit fitnessmakeover.com, allinoneworkout.com, or coachkira.com.